Welcome, friends, to another episode of From the Vault, a presentation of Alliance-Wrestling.com, your number one source for news and information for the National Wrestling Alliance. My name is Jay Cal, and I've spent the last 14 years speaking to the luminaries of the National Wrestling Alliance. For 14 years, I spoke to the challengers, the champions, the promoters, the referees, the stars of the NWA. We have been blogging about the entirety of the National Wrestling Alliance uh, since our inception back in 2007. And on this episode of From the Vault, uh, which originally was an episode of Talk NWA, uh, I got to speak to a three-time NWA Women's World Champion, Tasha Simone. Now, it'll be interesting when you hear this, uh, there is a little bit of hostility from Miss Tasha towards myself, and with some good reason, because at the time I wasn't uh, an advocate, if you will, for women's pro wrestling. In fact, women's pro wrestling in this country, the United States of America, was kind of a joke. This predates the women's revolution, and although there was really good quality women wrestling happening all around this beautiful country of ours, it wasn't uh, spotlighted. And so when I talked to Tasha Simone, uh, there was a little bit more to it, but basically she knew that I wasn't a fan. Um, but it is interesting how we do start talking about pro wrestling. We do start talking about what we uh, think of as pro wrestling. And both of our attitudes changed just a little bit. So sit back, relax, jump in the old time machine with me as we go back to, I believe this was 2012, when we talked to Tasha Simone, the then NWA Women's World Champion. But this week, we have the Women's World Champion Tasha Simone on the show, and I, I hope this is Tasha. Oh, it is Tasha. definitely Tasha. And we're going to open up this show with Wrestler's Court after you finish introducing me so wonderfully. All right, let's go for it. Let's let's hear it. The Tasha Simone, she's a correct me if I'm wrong, a three-time NWA World Champion. Three-time NWA Women's World Champion, and I'm not plus. I'm not tits and ass. You're not going to call me a diva or a knockout. I put on a <laughs> pair of boots and lace them up just like the guys because I wasn't taught to be a girl. I was taught to be a professional wrestler. And I think that is a, quite a fair uh, statement to say. Again, and, and as we we're talking on the show, I did want to ask you, um, but you already you've brought it up, so let's go to it. How, as a women's wrestler in the NWA on the independent scene, how is the uh, the knockout movement or the diva movement that the WWE incorporated uh, some ten years ago? How has that affected your ability to find quality opponents and, and find? quality places to work while wrestling. I'm going to make this a generalized statement. Professional wrestling in general is in a very bad place right now because of the soap opera that Vince McMahon promotes as professional wrestling. Mm -hmm. The women's scene in particular is hurting. We have yard cards, male and female. Um, We have spot monkeys, male and female. To find a legitimate wrestler is getting so hard, both on the male and female side. 
and women are being told it doesn't matter if you have talent. As long as you suck the right person and you look really good in a swimsuit, you're going to get a job. That is part of what I have been doing for the last three years. I am trying to educate not only professional wrestlers, but wrestling fans too. You don't have to put up with that crap. Women should be able to wrestle just like the guys, and if they can't, they need to be behind the locker room on their knees instead of in my locker room taking up my air and space. I think that's a that's a pretty fair statement. I don't know. I can't speak for DKM, but uh, I would say it was about five years ago I gave up on uh, Monday Night Wrestling in general because I wasn't satisfied with the product that I was seeing week in and week out. Uh, and it wasn't just uh, women division wrestling. It was all aspects of professional wrestling, and that's kind of what has triggered my fandom of uh, more of the independents and specifically mm-hmm. the National Wrestling Alliance is because you see – more quality wrestling, I think, and it's 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 good to see a, a you know people actually get out there and work, and, and we don't see something that's overly scripted or, or overly choreographed, whether it be women's wrestling or men's wrestling. Well, it's very unfortunate, and I say this all the time, and I invite any of my male um, peers to come climb in the ring with me if they want to argue this point with me. The most feared words in the business right now are calling in the ring, kid. If you want to do choreography, go be a freaking dancer. They have a show called So You Think You Can Dance. If you want to be a professional wrestler, lace up your boots really tight and shut up and wrestle. I am so sick of seeing choreographed matches and then you turn right around and see everybody talking about how wonderful these people are as wrestlers. That's not wrestling. And it disgusts me that this is what people as fans are being force-fed They want, believe me, I talk to people not only on public media, um, private messages, but at the arenas as well. Fans want to see professional wrestling. They're hungry for it. And it's time we start giving it to them. Are there any contemporaries out on the indie scene that you see uh, women wrestlers who you think uh, have followed in your mindset where – they put the wrestling first, and, and maybe those are the kind of uh, women that you would like to square off in the ring with? In the United States, there are a couple of women in particular that I actually give a lot of credit to. Um, I have never had the opportunity to get in the ring with them, but I absolutely give them much credit because they have promoted themselves as wrestlers, and that's Mercedes Martinez um, and Sarah Del Rey. And I'm going to qualify what I'm about to say. I give Sarah many props if she is happy with the opportunity to go work for Vince. And I hope that she is utilized properly, but it is a shame that this young woman, and I've seen her matches, I know that she has done both the choreographed matches, but she can also get in the ring and wrestle. Um, I think that it is a shame that they are taking a talent such as her and not sending her to be on television. They're sending her to FCW. To me, that's just patting her on the head saying, hey, we're going to pretend that we're giving you a chance, but you're still not a swimsuit model, so don't expect to see any TV time. And it's very unfortunate that professional wrestling fans are being exposed to that as well. This young lady has talent, and she should be able to show her talent. She shouldn't have to be sent to a training camp where people are just learning to bump and lock up, she should be given her chance now. 
and she, uh, you know, I, I know a little bit about uh, Sarah Del Rey. I know she did a lot of her training with uh, with guys like uh, Brian Danielson, and mm-hmm. uh, she she spent some time out here in uh, Southern California with the Inoki Dojo when when guys like Rocky Romero, T.J. Perkins, Ricky Reyes, uh, Samoa Joe were all training out here, and it's right. It, you, just like you said, uh, you know, a gifted athlete who's ready for prime time. And I had always felt when Brian Danielson signed with the WWE that, again, why was he going to SCW? He was already a, quite the professional. But um, I guess it, I guess it's worked out for him, and, and uh, with any luck, it will work out for Sarah. I really, really hope so. It's time for people to start seeing athletic women. Uh, and this isn't just for professional wrestling. This is just in general. The public perception of women in the United States is horrible. We teach our little girls that they are identified and their self-worth is what they look like. If they can fit into a size zero, they're worthwhile. If you're a size three or four, guess what? You're overweight. You're fat. We need to start teaching our females, whether they're athletic or not, and whether we like it or not, we're the role models to do so. Go to the freaking gym, get up off the couch, and look healthy. It doesn't make you look like a man to have muscles. It makes you look like you take care of yourself. Hey, Amen. You know, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, DKM. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off there. Oh, that's okay. I was just you know, basically just saying amen to what she just said. Uh, I have two sons, but I have lots of nieces. And, uh-huh. you know, one of, one of the things I've tried to tell them over and over again is, you know, don't get caught up so much in what some girl in some magazine who's, you know, been starved and photoshopped and everything like that, what they look like, you know. Absolutely. You know, you need to be the best you that you can be. You need to be healthy. You need to, you know, you need to be out there as a person and being the best you, you know, take care of yourself, take care of the way, you know, of, of your health and what you eat and stuff like that, but not to be something that's not even real. Absolutely. See, I have, yeah. and, and I'll be nice and not call him out, but I had a promoter contact me because I exploded on Twitter and Facebook about fat people. I am absolutely disgusted going into any store and seeing little carts that are there for handicapped people being overrun by fat people who are just too lazy to walk. It disgusts me. And I had a promoter contact me and said, I was going to book you, but now that you've said that about fat people, I'm sorry. You have no right to say that. You can't. I am disgusted by people who don't take care of themselves, whether they look anorexic or bulimic or whether they're fat. If you are too damn lazy to take care of yourself, it is not my problem. And I am not going to sit there and say that what you are doing is right. It's not healthy. Whether I like it or not, whether anybody else likes it or not, when we have a strap for, and I'm sorry, the NWA is still a major company, anybody who says that nobody cares about the NWA needs to pay attention to how much they're saying nobody cares. Because if they didn't care, they wouldn't be talking about us right now. And, yes, I know that little girls look up to me. I know that young men look at me sometimes as a role model. That's part of my job. That's part of the job description when you carry any major wrestling title. And it is time for us to start teaching our young people to be healthy. 
you know, Tasha, last night I was uh, I was tuned into the Olympics. You know, I've got a little bit of that Olympic fever, and I've been watching some of the uh, you know great swimming competition. And mm-hmm. you talk about t- taking care of yourself, and just kind of like you were saying, you know, these these young women. I I think the oldest diver I saw last night was 30 years old, and mm-hmm. that was treated like she was an older older statesman, but uh, you know. They all had this great look about them. They were all taken care of. They were all very physical looking. And, you know, I don't see that being a problem, especially for, like, a, if, a, if a young lady is interested in becoming a professional athlete, uh, you know, those those girls looked fine. They looked great. They looked healthy. They looked happy. And, uh, you know, I think those are the kind of role models we need more in society as opposed to, like you were saying, what would be seen on Monday night or maybe what would be seen on e-television where you have this uh, unrealistic uh, image mm-hmm. um, that, you know, it just it isn't pertainable. I mean, for those who are there, it's it's not it's not mostly natural. It's mostly enhanced through surgery or, or other things. But, you know, all that aside, we do want to learn about Tasha the wrestler because I'm ignorant. I've heard your name for years. I know you are an NWA Women's Champion multiple times over. In fact, I uh, I've heard so many great things said about you from guys like the Mofo, who I respect quite a bit, Kevin Douglas, who I respect quite a bit, and that's really why I wanted you to be on the show today because I I do know you have a, a an opinion and a point of view, and I do want to hear it. But I'd also like to learn about you, Tasha Simone. Uh, I, I thought. Here's the thing about me that a lot of people don't understand. I am very opinionated. I'm very controversial. I absolutely love the mofo, by the way, considering that I helped train him. I I have special interest in the things that he does in his career. I am very outspoken on the fact that I am a wrestler. I do not want to be looked upon as a woman wrestler. I could care less if another woman respects me or not. As long as I'm respected by my male peers to actually get in the ring and work the butts off. I was trained by gentleman Chris Adams. I will not sit here and tell you what a glorious, grand person he is and that all of the bad things that you hear about him are lies, because they're not. I'm not going to judge him for what he did. Chris was good to me. But Chris was also a damn good trainer. I can absolutely tell you that when he put me in that ring, He was putting me there to teach me not only how to be a good professional wrestler, but he was teaching me how to respect what I did. I would say for hours, and I'm going to throw a couple of words out there that most people in the business don't have a clue what they mean anymore. I got to say after class was over with those Chris and James Beards so they could knock me up because I wasn't just taught to wrestle. I was taught to shoot and hook as well. That is not something that you hear very often. I also had a lot of other veterans that helped polish me, helped teach me and mold me to be the wrestler that I am now. People like Eric Embry, people like Iceman King Parsons, um, Nightmare Ken Wayne, people who are truly looked upon and respected as having paved the way in this sport. I've never really looked up to a lot of females in this business. I don't care if anybody likes it or not. I think Lula was a joke. I think she was a sellout. If you want to look to females in the past that you can admire, look to Mildred Burt. Moving forward a little bit, look to Leilani Kai and Sue Green. Those women set the standard 
for what women's professional wrestling should be. Not bullcrap like Moolah getting in there looking cute and selling out and doing all of whatever she did just for the money and in, and in a much worse scenario, controlling the women and making sure that if they pissed her off, they didn't get booked enough to eat. But uh, I was trained right. I had so many people that taught me about the business, and in doing so, they also instilled in me that when I got to the level that I could be called a veteran, it was my job to continue to pass on what they had taught me. You don't find a lot of professional wrestlers these days that are even worth taking your time to try and teach them because everybody is a superstar. We have locker rooms full of people who want to be entertainers. We have very few people who walk into a locker room who want to be professional wrestlers right now. Our NWA World Junior Champion, Kevin Douglas, I, you know, he has cauliflower ears. You don't see that very much anymore. That's like a sign that this kid really gets out and knows what he's doing. You don't see it with women very often anymore. Um, and it's, I really feel that it's my job, and this has nothing to do with the belt. The belt just gives me an avenue to be heard better. It is my job to try and protect what was protected when I got in the business. I don't believe Kayfabe's dead. She's just sleeping, and it's time that we wake her up before Mark and Jabroni take over everything. That's actually kind of a theme that we were hearing of a lot recently. We had Ken Carson on last week, and one of the things that he tried to make very huh. clear was that, was that he wanted to be a professional wrestler. Not, yeah, well, know, then him and his old lady need to stop doing customs. Because, and, and here's my controversy. Ken can say anything he wants to. He's got an old lady that goes and makes $1,000 a pop doing customs. And for anybody who doesn't know what customs are, that means a mark, a fan, is writing out a match and saying, this is who I want to win, and this is how I want them to win. And these girls go and sell out their craft for a payday. And that's just doing more than Dave Meltzer ever did or Vince McMahon ever did to smarten up our fans thinking that what we do is fake. I don't do anything fake. And that's why I almost broke his old lady in half when I was in the ring with her before, and if anybody is ever stupid enough to book that little girl with me again, I will see if I can't make her quit. Period. Like her career. I had a feeling that might come up. <laughs> but, but, Go ahead, CK, sorry. Yeah, but still on to my point, I... I do think that there's that Tasha's nailing something here in that we're in a world of professional wrestling and with the people who are, you know, I, I haven't followed either of the big two in a long, long time. It, it's been more than five years for me. I, I can't really remember the last time I, I followed WWE or I never really followed TNA that much. But on the other hand, and I'm sure Tasha has some thoughts on There's a lot of crap out there in the independent world, too. There is, and there is in the NWA, too. Um, and, you know, before you even go any further, I'm going to say I hope that this new regime enlists some quality control where it takes more than being able to sign a check to wear the name NWA 
before the name of your wrestling promotion. Because believe me, in my travels as the champion, I have walked into a lot of NWA companies that I was absolutely embarrassed to find out were NWA companies. Because, yeah, you know, where I was going with it, I'm very wary of going to independent shows if I don't know who's behind it, you know, who some of the talent is in it, and all that stuff. Because, you know, I, I'm not even going to lay down five bucks to go, mm-hmm. support some, to go support something that's just crap. Exactly. Hey, Tasha, we, we have a caller online. I'm sorry, DK, did, did you have a – I'm sorry, did you uh, want to finish your thought process? I, I didn't mean to cut you off there. <laughs> uh, that wasn't finished on my thought process. Go ahead. Uh, okay. Um, we have a caller from, uh, I think it's New Jersey, 609 area code. Uh, I'm going to bring you up. Caller, are you there? Well, if you give them my whole, whole home address there, J. Cal – they can deliver something. I've been listening to Miss Simone. I've been listening to the NWA World's Women's Champion. And I'm impressed. I'm a Tasha Simone Mark. I freely admit it. I'm proud of it. I will wear her T-shirt. I will wear her sweatshirt. This is Fred Richards from the NWA. Hey, and I Fred, want to welcome adore- to the show. Thank you. It's always an honor to be on one of the most popular wrestling shows in the universe. Now it's going to be the most popular because they have me on here. Listen, let's not get your head too swollen. I'm going to have to buy you a larger hat. But let's get a few things straight. Let's get a few things straight, champ. Number one, yes, you've made it to the top of your game. You're up there with such greats like the fabulous Moolah, top of the world. And I congratulate you because it was a hard, blood-stained trip that you made. The challengers are lining up. Casey Carlisle, Miss Amy Lee, Sienna Duval, everybody wants a piece of you. But let me cut to the meat of it. I know that J. Cal is going to scoop every other journalist, and I know that he is going to have an exclusive interview with the incoming chief executive officer of the National Wrestling Alliance. And now he's speaking to me, the chief referee. Now, the NWA is going through a renaissance. Each and every current member is on board. They are cooperating. A lot of what Tasha said is absolutely true. Those days are over. It's a new dawn. It's a new horizon. It's a new way of doing business. The legendary Mike Searcy in the Volunteer State in Tennessee, proud of him. He's my friend. I know he sets the bar high. And he's the type of guy that we're going to learn from and work with to present the fans with the absolute best. And Tasha Simone, with her Women's World Heavyweight Championship on the line, is going to be a big, big part of that, J. Cal. Well, certainly. Uh, I believe all the world champions are going to be showcased uh, throughout the NWA as a trend that started, you know, in the last few years. I think that... Uh, will spearhead this uh, the the new uh, direction of the NWA, and I think Tasha plays an important role, and that's why she's on our show today, because uh, Tasha is uh, certainly a three-time NWA World Champion. Be it any division of the NWA is something to be uh, proud of and something to hang your hat on. But of course, Tasha has done it in uh, in in Tennessee. She's she's done it all over in the uh, in in that area, and and that's why she's uh, important to have on the show. 
Well, I've worked with them all over the world, and I will tell you right now unequivocally, Miss Simone is one of the best. If you look at some of the photos, if you look at some of the video clips from her matches, she never disappoints her fans. If you buy a ticket to a show where Tasha, Tasha Simone, forgive me, but it's been a long night, where Tasha <laughs> Simone is on the card, you are assured of getting more than your money's worth. But as I said, some of the top talent from the NWA is lining up. They want a shot at that belt that so, so adorns Tasha's waist. So she's going to have her work cut out for her. And we intend for these matches to be held all over the globe. Tasha may find herself in the Caribbean. She may find herself up in the North Country. She's certainly going to find herself in New Jersey. I have a little insider information there. And she may find herself halfway around on the other side of the world where our Japanese friends are. But Tasha I'm Simone, so ready. I know you are ready. You have earned it. You did it the old school, old-fashioned, tradition-based way. That is one of the reasons that I and Bruce Tharp and Chris Ronquillo and good people like Rick O'Brien, Mike Searcy, have such great respect for you, young woman. Thank you so much. And I will say this, too, as we're talking about this, um, and I'm not patting myself on the back. This is just something that's very important. If I lost the belt tomorrow, this would be important to me. Not that that's going to happen because I promise you I've got my teeth sunk in and my heels dug in, and I intend to be the champion for a very, very long time because it's time for this belt to be back on top where it should have been many years ago. But I've heard repeatedly people asking me, why does the NWA not pay attention to the belt? I am the first woman, and I will say the last 15 years, who has consistently made sure that I have defended this belt at least once every 30 days. The young women before me were very content to sit on their butts, and if they got a call to defend the belt, that was fine, and if they didn't, whatever. I've never not one time complained about the NWA not paying attention. All I did was sink my teeth in and said, I'm going to make them pay attention. I'm going to give them a reason to be proud of having a World Women's Champion again. And it's still a long time coming. It's getting closer. But with people like the new regime of the NWA coming in, I think that we're going to see a lot of respect coming back, not just for my belt, but for all of our world titles and the NWA in general, because, by God, it's the granddaddy of them all. Just like it says, our traditions build legends. Well, she's absolutely right, J. Cal. And while I am restricted this time from giving you additional details, I think that when you speak with Bruce Tharp, that you as an NWA fan, that certainly our champions, uh, Miss Simone, good good people, some of the, the top caliber men's people like Damian Wayne, Lance Erickson, certainly the great Adam Pierce and Colt Cabana, and a whole slew of others. It is going to be a new way. It is designed to restore NWA wrestling to its rightful place of prominence in the wrestling landscape. We intend to give the wrestling consumer a good choice. Uh, we're off and running. The legendary Dory Funk is in with us. His brother Terry is going to be coming in with us. Uh, I've been carrying on, as you might know, negotiations. I met recently one-on-one -on -one with Bill Apter. We're taking this to where it needs to be. The spirit of Tasha Simone is going to be, I believe, contagious throughout our locker rooms, and that is going to translate into a better product for our fans. 
Well, that sounds good to me. Very much. Thank you. And, and I want to say this too, and I, I know that everybody's aware, and, and guys, I know all of y'all are aware because I read the write up for the interview today. I also manage, and when I say manage, I don't just mean go to the ring. I worked as a booking agent for two young men who were based right here out of Tennessee with me, Eric the Dragon Andrews and the real deal Derek Neal. And we call ourselves Simply Perfection for a reason. When we go in the ring, our fans are going to see absolutely perfect wrestling. We let them know that the old school way is the only way. And we live up to everything that the NWA has ever stood for. And whether we have a belt around our waist or not, anytime you see our names on the marquee, you can be damn sure that you are going to see the best professional wrestling. No choreography, no two-twos needed. Just sit back in your seats and get ready to see one hell of a match. Well, that's that's what we want to hear. Jay, I've got to break away now. We have a show in Bayville, New Jersey, at the Elks Lodge on Route 9 at 7 p.m. Eastern tonight. Uh, right. Next week, I'll be flying out to Houston, and we're going to be getting deeper into the business plan. And I know that when you have your exclusive interview with Bruce Tharp, it's going to be well worth listening to, because I think, on a th- I think you're going to hear some things along the line of what our champion, Miss Simone, has been telling you. And I think it's going to be a new day for the NWA and everybody is on board and everybody is excited about it. So thank you for the opportunity to come on board today. Tasha, much continued good luck to you. Thank you for being what you surely are and that is from nose to toes a champion. Thank you. Take uh, care, Jay. Much luck to you, sir. Bye-bye. Mr. Fred, I'll catch up with you soon. Thank you. And that was uh, the amazing Mr. Fred Richards. Uh, thanks for uh, coming on the show. Um, but, Tasha, I, I did want to finish up talking about, uh, of course, not only your career, uh, your start in, uh, you know, what seems like you've been one of the uh, top names down there in NWA Top Rope. And I, and, and I did want to talk about Simply Perfection, but I wanted to know, how did you get involved with NWA Top Rope? What, were, what was the conversation like, and how did you get uh started off in that area? Believe it or not, when I first started working for Mike Searcy for NWA Top Rope, um, the last international convention that they had Mm -hmm. was held right here in Nashville, Tennessee. Right. Um, There was to have been a three-way dance for the women's world title that night. I was not booked on the card originally. I got a last-minute phone call because another young lady no-showed. The match at that point was to have been um, Lexi Fife, Christy Ritchie, and I cannot remember who the third party was to save my life. I got a call from a gentleman that said, Tasha, you don't know me. My name's Mike Thirsty. Do you want a shot at the belt? I was totally (laughs) unprepared, totally unprepared, and said, what any intelligent person would say, hell yes. Right, right. And I came to the show. I got in the ring with Christy Ritchie, with Lexi Fife. We had one hell of a match. There is actually a chair hanging in the NWA Hall of Fame that has one hell of a dent in it for me trying to take Christy and Lexi's head off their shoulder with it. They moved, (laughs) and I wound up hitting the ring post. We had over 20 matches that night and the women's match was in the top three on all of the reports 
for best match of the night. Right. Christy did come out successful. I will say that, and I congratulate her because she goes down in the record books as a very proud NWA Women's World Champion. Um, I started working for Mike Cersei pretty regularly. They did not feel, for whatever reason, that I had earned my shot at the belt. I did get a couple of shots against Christy, and just at that time, it just didn't work out in the plans right. I continued to work for other NWA companies as well, and then I took some time off from professional wrestling because I was completely and totally disgusted with the landscape. I hated wrestling, not because of what I do, because I love what I do. I respect professional wrestling. But when I walk into a locker room and these little snot-nosed punks that have never even been completely trained walk in and act like they don't want to wipe their feet on me, they don't know how to walk up, they don't even wipe their feet off as a sign of respect when they get in the ring. It absolutely disgusted me. So I took time off. And then I got this call from a man who has passed on that was a huge part of the NWA for a very long time in the Midwest. He said, Tasha, I know you hate professional wrestling right now, but I want you to hear me out. I have a match for you. I really, really want you to come do this. This was Ed Schumann. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'll never bother you again if you don't feel like you used to about professional wrestling. Just do this one match. Right. Well, it's Ed Schumann. I mean, God rest his soul. Ed was wonderful. What I didn't know was that he and Mike Cersei had cooked this up. They had decided it was time for Tasha to become a professional wrestler again. Long story short, I traveled to Children of the Cornville, hauled in the ring with mischief. We tore the house down. And as they say, the rest is history. That started my climb right back up the NWA ladder. A year and three months later, I became the NWA Women's World Champion for the first time, defeating Mischief in Lebanon, Tennessee. Right. In a match that was almost 40 minutes long, in a match that I actually passed out due to blood loss because of. They actually found me curled up in the fetal position in the room that I was dressing in after the match, covered in blood. It took them almost three and a half weeks to clean all the blood out of the building. It was well worth it. I have been a fighting champion ever since. I am absolutely honored to be able to carry the banner for the NWA. As far as I'm concerned, there is not another women's belt that means the same other than the women's belt for the NWA. Oh, that's, that's, uh, yeah, it's hard. It's hard not to, especially with the compelling story that uh, that Tasha just gave us. Uh, DKM, I know you had something you wanted to say. Go ahead. Well, I was going to bring up, you know, Tasha's talking about how she's a professional wrestler, and I don't know if there's any more proof of the fact that she's a professional wrestler than, as she pointed out, her her original title win over Mischief, that 40-minute bloody match. But she's also done something that I just don't see any of the others doing. She actually won the title in a steel cage, and the last time she won it, back on Yes, Christmas. I did. Passed out from blood loss that night, too. One of my my partners, um, Eric Andrews, actually had to come in the ring and help and help carry me out of the ring after the match. Wow. Now, you, you said you're. I'm sorry, DK. I, I keep cutting you off. Go ahead, buddy. 
No, I was just going to say, so, you know, I mean, I think that just shows that when she says she's a professional wrestler, you know, drop the women's. She's a professional wrestler. She gets exactly. in there. She does anything any man can do. And my last my last little thing I want to get to for the show, and I'll let Jay wrap everything up, is uh, you brought up something earlier. You know, you defend your title at least every 30 days. It probably doesn't get the coverage it needs to. But how important is it out there that a wrestler hustle themselves to the promoters? I mean, I, you know, we see it with Adam Pierce, We see it with Kevin Douglas. We see people who, they don't sit back on their laurels and go, hey, i got to belt somebody book me. You know, they do what it, they do what needs to be done. And it sounds like that's what Tasha Simone does also. Well, here's what people don't seem to understand about these belts. I'm going to be the same, and I say this about not just myself. I say it for Adam. I say it for Kevin. The belt does not make us. That's not what makes us. It's our job. It's our duty to make this belt respected, no matter what title it is. Professional wrestling owes us nothing. Nothing. And that's where these young people seem to mess up. They don't understand. They think that the professional wrestling business owes them something. It doesn't. It does not owe them one single thing. We owe professional wrestling. We owe it respect. We owe it our blood, our sweat, our tears, and the best absolute wrestling that we can give every single time we climb in the ring. These belts are only going to be respected if we remember that it's not just our job to wrestle. It is our job to make sure that we are doing our job promoting by doing interviews, by being able to talk intelligently and tell people why the NWA is and will always be the absolute standard bearer for what professional wrestling should be. We are not just professional wrestlers with these belts. We are public relations people. It is our job to wrestle, yes. It is the promoter's job to promote their cards. Because you see, professional wrestlers don't work on shows. We work on cards. Shows are what you turn on the TV and look at. But it is also our job to enhance what the promoter does. It's not our job to promote and make the show draw. It is our job to promote the NWA. Right. And that is what that's where a lot of people lose sight of what they're doing. That's why people have to start caring again. Not just the fans, but the professional wrestlers as well. We have to start doing our job in and out of the ring. We should be bigger than life. The professional wrestling ring is above the crowd for a reason because they're supposed to look up to us. And until we start giving them a reason to, it's not gonna happen. I think that is uh, quite quite well said right there, and uh, I mean, we're we're starting to run out of time. There's so much more uh, we could have gotten into, and I, I don't suspect this will be the last time we have you on our show, Tasha. And, and we'll try to set something up in the not too uh, far distant future to uh, have you on again. Uh, we do have about five minutes left. I just real quick, uh, I would like to know more about number one, where can where can folks see simple simple perfection perform? Uh, or, or I'm sorry, wrong word. Where can we see you guys wrestle? And number two, uh, I'd like to know um, 
little bit about um, Eric Andrews and a little bit about Derek Neal, if you have time. Sure, not a problem. I do have a question, though, first. Is there yes. anybody on here with me now who thinks that women don't belong in the NWA? I think the appropriate uh, women belong in the NWA, women like yourself. And I feel the same way. And I that, just that, wanted, I told you I was going to start out with wrestling court. You caught a lot of heat from some fans, and I think that it, a lot of it was unfounded because I don't really care for women wrestlers either. I like good professional wrestling. We shouldn't be defined by whether we're male or female. You're either a wrestler or you're not. Jaden Jaden and I were talking about this, and I know it's cutting into our time, but he said, you know, what? what's your heat with, with Tasha? And I said, there's no heat. Tasha's mm-hmm. fine. Well, you don't like women wrestling. Well, I don't like the women wrestling that is advertised. I don't like what is on TV. I don't enjoy that. You don't that. like bad wrestling. No, I don't, I don't want to watch apartment wrestling or, like you said, I don't want to watch, you know, uh, custom tapes. That's, that's, you know, that's inappropriate. I, I wrestling absolutely is a agree. Now, to Simply Perfection, though, I will say this. I am very proud of my team. We're not just a team. We're what used to be in professional wrestling. We're a family. We travel right. together, we wrestle together, we, we we party together afterwards sometimes. Tonight, Eric Andrews will not be with me. He will actually be at Crossfire here in Nashville, Tennessee, kicking the crap out of Shane Douglas in honor of the NWA, considering that Shane Douglas went on ECW TV many moons ago and threw the NWA world title on the ground and said, this is nothing but garbage. So Eric's going to be standing up for the NWA tonight. I um, I am hoping that as the NWA makes all of its changes and starts remembering that wrestling is about talent, um, not about how good someone looks, but actually what they bring to the table, I look to see my boys of Simply Perfection being given a huge push, not just as a tag team, but as singles wrestlers as well. Eric Andrews definitely has his eye on the world title and Derek Neal has definitely taken Kevin Douglas to the uh, limit and will do so again as soon as I can get them to agree to a date for the match. Derek Neal has been suspended for the last month due to actions that we didn't think were out of control, but apparently the NWA did. He will be making his NWA return to top rope next Saturday. And then myself and Eric Andrews will be traveling to Alabama to a company who, who knows, um, might be interested in becoming part of the NWA someday, GCW. And we'll be taking over there just like we do when we go to Texas and uh, Georgia and anywhere else that the NWA chooses to send us. And uh, real quick, Tasha, because we are running out of time, it's it's Mm -hmm. clicking faster. We can keep up with... uh, where can folks follow you on uh, Twitter, Facebook, and uh, do you have a, an online store where they can get Tasha T-shirts like uh, Fred was talking about? At this time, I do not have an online store. You can contact me at Tasha Simone NWA on Twitter. Um, I never can remember my dadgum Facebook address. I want to say it's <laughs> facebook.com, Simone one um, I'm also in the process, one of my co-hosts on my Wednesday night show, which you can find at tnt-radio.net, the To Be Determined show. One of my co-hosts, Matt Denton, is currently working on 
a website for me, and at that point in time, I will make sure you guys know so you can let fans know, and I'll let them know on Twitter and Facebook because I will have a fully open store with photographs, T-shirts, and everything. And, yes, my T-shirt does say, as my Hispanic friends call me, Raina Del Pile Driver because even Sarah Del Rey's Pile Driver can't touch mine. That's fair enough. Uh, again, I want to thank you for your time today, Tasha, and uh, appreciate you coming on talking to NWA with uh, DKM and myself. And uh, uh, best of luck this weekend, and we'll we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for having me on, guys. I really appreciate it. And uh, that's the NWA Women's World Champion right there, Tasha Simone. Uh, 